Welcome back to Bill Michaels Show. Ben Kenny Grant Bills with you on this Thursday. Interesting Thursday night football matchup coming up tonight. Packers Bears on Sunday night. Packers 0-1. Bears 1-0 after an interesting weekend of football to say the least. Joining us now to talk more about that from a fantasy perspective as well as to help you set your lineups coming up this weekend. The great Paul Charchi and guillotineleagues.com. Paul, uh, congratulations, I guess, for Sunday. Uh, last Sunday, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that game, I, it was, uh, I, I think the Packers are at a couple of big disadvantages. You, you really had no idea what was coming schematically, what this new coaching staff would do. They showed nothing in the preseason. None of the Vikings starters played. And, you know, the Packers had, had no way of knowing what's coming. And then, you know, the second thing was, and tell me if you think I'm overplaying this, I mean, Aaron Rodgers kind of just unwound. I mean, from that first drop pass on the first play of the game forward, the body language, the scowling, I mean, it all, it, you know, you got the feeling his head was not in the right place for the majority of that game. And, you know, I, I don't think there have been – I can't remember another time where I really felt like the Vikings got into his head or anybody's gotten into his head, but that that one felt like it. Yeah, it's funny you, you say that. A lot of today has been reacting to his press conference from yesterday, a lot of thoughts on the young receivers and the offense mm-hmm. as a whole, where when adversity is faced and the Vikings have a hot start like they did – whether this team yeah. without their big weapons on the outside can, you know, have enough firepower to come back and whether the trust is there. So it's funny you say that because that's been most of what the discussion has been today. I want to talk about that game fantasy wise, though. Were there any big takeaways from both the Packers and Vikings side from what you saw? Well, I mean, Justin Jefferson, holy jeez. I mean, you know, it's, you know, Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach of the Vikings, of course, was with the Rams as their offensive coordinator last year. And how many times last year, as Cooper Cup was going to the triple crown, did you say to yourself, how is Cooper Cup so open? You know, everybody knows Cooper Cup's awesome. And you're like, why is he open all the time? And here we were one week later saying the same thing about just Justin Jefferson, one year later, saying the same thing about Justin Jefferson. How is he getting schemed? So that he's so open when the ball's arriving, there's no Packer in frame. And I think we're finding out that, you know, that Kevin O'Connell is maybe, hopefully, for my Vikings, a really special coach when it comes to getting receivers in, available and open into space. And he did a lot of it through pre-snap motion. That's something Mike Zimmer almost never did. So that could be a big change here. Um, the other thing of note from a fantasy standpoint for the Vikings to know is the, the Vikings got ran plays inside the 10 yard line, five times, four of them were passes. And that we may see Dalvin cook. We may see a really diminished touchdown total for Dalvin cook this year. Hmm. Charge. Do you think I will regret taking Christian McCaffrey second overall instead of Justin Jefferson in a draft I had last week? I thought about it for the full think- two minutes. Yeah, I think you already regret it, and I would. Um, and it's not that, you know, obviously Christian, Christian McCaffrey can be very good, but, you know, still, this is, you know, we may be sitting on an extremely special season for Justin Jefferson, and I, I think you're going to wish you were had a, you know, had a part of that. You know, last week, he, has, he had 57 total yards last week. That was the fewest in any game that he started and finished since week six of 2019. You know, that might just not be as explosive of an offense as we want it to be for McCaffrey. We're not overreacting. I mean, it's, he's still going to, I'm sure he's still going to have a fine season, but Jefferson might be sitting on a special season. 
Paul Charchian joining us, guillotineleagues.com, at Paul Charchian on Twitter. Let's pivot to what is to come this weekend and tonight specifically, Chiefs Chargers, uh, what is going to be a fantasy cornucopia, if you will, where defenses get left behind and quarterback play shines. The big storylines entering a uh, rough first week for Austin Eckler. Keenan Allen uh, will not be playing tonight. The Chiefs passing offense in general without Tyreek looked, I mean, unbelievable. And then Clyde Edwards yeah. to also a big game, both rushing and receiving kind of what do you see from those big storylines entering tonight? Yeah, well, I could do a half hour just on the, the items you just hit on. But let, let's just let's start here. Both Kansas City and the Chargers did massive overhauls of defenses that struggled last year. Tons of moving parts in these defenses, and neither neither defense really got challenged much last week. But now the, the two offenses on the field are going to make are going to absolutely challenge these defenses in ways that they didn't get challenged in week one. And I think the over is going to hit. The over is uh, fifty three and a half. I think there's going to be plenty of scoring in this game. You know, for Eckler. He saw 18 touches last week, despite the fact that the team wasted seven precious carries on Sony Walkman, who turned those seven carries into 12 yards. They will not make that mistake again. Sony yeah. will be on the bench or better deactivated for this game. Hopefully those seven carries go directly to Austin Eckler and we can continue to have him on a, on a bounce back game. Very excited about what he could do. Um, and even if the chiefs, even if the Chiefs take a big lead, Eckler should get a bunch of receptions. We saw that Kansas City saw the sixth most running back receptions last last year. So I, I really like Austin Eckler to bounce back in this game. Are there any players who had really bummy week ones that you expect to bounce back from? I would love if you would tell me Dawson Knox is going to have a larger role because I was a little bummed. I was excited for him. So maybe Dawson Knox, but any other players going to bounce back? Uh, not Dawson Knox, but although he could, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's I, I, that's not the top guy on my list is the uh, is Dawson Knox. So here's yeah. the guy I'm going to give you. So Trey Lance had a middling game with one ugly interception in a monsoon in Chicago. He goes back home and he's going to get a Seattle team coming off a nationally televised game against the quarterback who spurned them. And I see a major letdown coming for Seattle and I see a get right moment for Trey Lance. He may get George Kittle back, which is great, but even if he doesn't, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, with massively positive matchups against the cornerbacks for Seattle, Sidney Jones, Justin Coleman, Tariq Woolen, rookie, second ever start, and safety Jamal Adams is on IR, and his backup, Josh Jones, who got forced into action last week, gave up four of the five passes in his coverage, so no Jamal Adams. That's all a plus. Trey Lance played about one half of a game against Seattle last year. He looked good. He threw a touchdown. He did some running. I think Trey Lance pulls it all together in a, uh, in a week two matchup. That's going to be far better than what we saw in week one. So speaking of those Niners, uh, I'll go into a dilemma I'm facing right now. And it kind of goes in because Elijah Mitchell's out. It looks like Jeff Wilson going to be the number yeah. one, at least this weekend for San Francisco. I have three guys. I need to choose two of them to start. One of them is Jeff Wilson, and I'm interested to hear how you see his week going. The other is Kareem yeah. Hunt, and the third is Terry McLaurin. Are there two of those you would lean towards? Well, I think Jeff Wilson is a starter for you pretty much every game, unless you know, unless it's an, a, a remarkable opponent, which this one is. In fact, it's probably remarkable the other way. Get this. So Elijah Mitchell's out. We should mention that for anybody who doesn't know, and he's out until roughly Thanksgiving. Jeff Wilson's your new lead runner, and because 
Elijah Mitchell and other Niners runners have been out. We've actually gotten some good long looks at Jeff Wilson. In the games in which Jeff Wilson has gotten at least 15 carries, which every, like every Niners starter gets 15 carries, Wilson has averaged 92 rushing yards and 18 receiving yards. That is 92 plus 18. That is a total carry the one, divide by zero. That's 110 yards and a full touchdown per game. That is massive productivity. And I, you know, that's his average game, 110 yards and a touchdown. He gets the Seahawks. If Gordon and Williams hadn't both fumbled at the one-yard line, we'd be talking about how the Seattle run defense gave up 100 rushing yards and two scores last week. Jeff Wilson is my number 12-ranked uh, running back this week, and I think you're going to see him ranked roughly top 10 most weeks going forward. Charge, I want to ask you about Sunday Night Football, Packers-Bears, and any players yeah. that are intriguing for you in that game. And selfishly, I have two guys just sitting on my bench. I'm just interested to see what they do. Darnell Mooney, Robert Tunyon. So those are two guys that I own that I'm just kind of wait and see mode. And after last yeah. week, I think we're in wait and see mode on a lot of Packers. But Sunday Night Football, what do you think of that game from a fantasy perspective? Well, okay, yeah, so let's talk about Mooney. I, you know, I, I was, I'm really nervous about Mooney going forward because, and it Ooh. was before the season started, because he's the only good receiver. It's easy to scheme out one good receiver. Like CeeDee Lamb last week got schemed out because the, the, because the Cowboys had no other good receivers on the field. So how are you supposed to react to that? And, you know, I, I worry that that's going to happen here. We know the Packers quarterbacks are good. They played, you know, I think schematically they got beaten at their own game last week. But if you just said, we're going to stick Jair Alexander on man against Darnell Mooney and just take Darnell Mooney away and make Equinamia St. Brown beat us, I think, you know, I think that's, that's a totally viable game plan. And they may sure. do something closer to that this week than they did last week. So I'm worried about Mooney in most matchups. I'm particularly worried about him against a good, uh, a good secondary like Green Bay's. I thought Tunyon looked pretty spry for a guy coming off ACL. I I, I was surprised about the usage, and we know that ball. That there's there's got to be passes going someplace, and there was nobody that stepped up last week. Maybe Lazard comes back and fills part of that role. I I thought Tunyon looked good, and I'm buying low on Tunyon. I don't. Do you want to start him this week? I don't know about. I don't know if I'd go quite that far. I'd love to over watch over Dawson Knox. These are my options. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep yeah. Keep playing Knox now. But okay. I but I'm, I'm ultimately I'm bullish on Tanya because I thought he looked he looked awfully close to full health in my eyes. So when it comes to that Packers offensive attack, are there wide receivers you're buying specifically? Like with Lazard coming back, is he startable? Because I, I love the way that fantasy guys view uh, the game, and I think it plays into conversations we're already having of what the offense as a whole is going to look like. Yeah, I think Lazard's just a lock. You know, if you're – so let's assume he comes back this week, or even if he doesn't. You know, if you're Aaron Rodgers, one of the biggest takeaways from this past game was he doesn't trust any of those guys that were out on the field last week. You know, they couldn't get anything done. I think Lazard is going to feel like the, the safe security blanket for Aaron Rodgers going forward. And that's, you know, I love I love buying Lazard on the dip right now while he's a little dinged up. And I think he's, he's sitting on the kind of season, I, you know, that we thought he was going to have. Ten touchdowns, you know, over a thousand yards. Lazard's gonna. Lazard came out of this as as the wide receiver you most want to want want to have among the Packers. Oops, sorry about that. I got to turn my mic on. Charge rookie wide receivers. I don't know that there's any slam dunks. I snagged George Pickens late just to kind of see what he does. I, I don't know that there's uh, a rookie that everyone's really on fire for. But 
for all the first-year guys, is there one that you're really dialed in on or interested to see? Well, Jahan Dotson just put up two touchdowns in his first-ever game. I mean, yeah. that almost never happens. Like, history is a league stuff here. So, you know, that was certainly an eye-popping rookie performance that I, I think bears, you know, further watching for sure. And, I mean, I, I think he's a guy you could probably slip into starting lineups almost right away. For George Pickens, one catch, three yards. And that's, you know, that's – you know, Justin Jefferson's first game, you know, he, Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson ended up with the most yards, um, the most yards of any receiver through the first two years of his career. And his first game was two catches for 22 yards. So, you know, it just, it, it's way too early to, to know for sure what we're getting out of most of these rookies, but you know, Jahan Dotson certainly flashed uh, as a, as a, as a week one prospect that, that might have some greatness in him. Last one before we let you, when you look at week one and now project into week two, which of the renaissances, if you will, do you think are legit with uh, Saquon goes off, Michael Thomas comes back and catches a couple touchdowns, a layer, as we mentioned, had a really Julio. big game, Julio as well, a solid game in Tampa. Are there, are, are there specific week one renaissances that you're buying in on for the rest of the season? Yeah, I'm totally in on Barkley. He looked great. The eye test, you know, we haven't seen him look that fresh and making those kind of moves in two years. And that's, you know, well, really got to go back three years. So, you know, I, I think that was, that was the guy where I looked at it with, yeah, that's repeatable. You know, I could see, I could see that happening again and again. And so Barkley is going to help catch ball. You know, he catches a lot of balls. He'll help you that standpoint as well. And I thought, I thought he looked terrific. And if you're at, you know, make, if you're to pin me down and say, give me one guy that's, you know, kind of the comeback player that looks the best, most like the comeback player of the year right now, that's, that would be Saquon Barkley. Um, and then real quick, last one, Dak Prescott goes down in Dallas. Cooper Rush starting there at quarterback. A lot of the weapons on the outside aren't big fantasy names anyway, but what do you see from Zeke and Tony Pollard, for that matter, going forward there? No, it's going to be bad. This is the appropriate level of panic for those holding Dallas Cowboy players, whether it's Pollard or Zeke or CeeDee Lamb. The appropriate level of panic is a bowel-loosening level of existential dread. Oh, no. The left tackle's out. Your left guard is hurt. The pass rush is going to get to the Dallas quarterback, whose name is Rush. I mean, talk about <laughs> metaphysically tipping your hand. I mean, that's some foreshadowing right there. The, the guy's going to get pummeled back there. And the receivers, so anonymous outside of CeeDee Lamb. You know, I watched that whole game, and the only receiver I even remember was somebody who was ironically called Houston playing in Dallas. Defenses are just going to play to stop CeeDee Lamb, take him away, and make Houston playing in Dallas go beat them. It, it's, you know, this thing's going to be ugly for everybody involved. Zeke's going to have nowhere to run. It's going to be eight-man boxes all the time. It's going to be – this thing's going to be bad for the Cowboys. Oh, I mean, I, I myself am not – necessarily sad about that given my lack of love for that team but as a holder of Zeke Elliott and Pollard maybe not the best news from where I come from Paul really appreciate the time excited to talk again next Thursday you got it thanks guys bye-bye there he is Paul Charchian guillotineleagues.com at Paul Charchian on Twitter uh, the fantasy football guru uh, of this show and of many others and nationally his stuff is awesome go check it out guillotineleagues.com when we return grant bills yes the clip of one brian Baumgartner on good morning football talking about the packers his packers big packers fan and how it you know maybe connect to the office we'll get into that when we come back i'm ben kenny that's grant bills it is the bill michael show 
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Show Ben Kenny Grams at Bills here with you. 877 867 1670 is how you get a hold of the program. Packers Bears coming up. Uh, I will actually mention this first, Grant, before we get into what Brian Bumgarner, excuse me, of the office had to say about his Green Bay Packers. John Dietz covers the Chicago Bears for the Daily Herald in Chicago. Quoting Bears defensive end Travis Gibson on their week two matchup against the Packers. Quote from Gibson. We going to win. You've got my word. Our coach told us this morning we are better than they are. Ah, Grant Bills. Classic uh, example of bulletin board material here. We like to avoid this, this type of stuff. I mean, of course your coach told you that. I also... Like, I'm kind of skeptical of every time somebody does the belt, you know, and then Packers fans are like, oh, the team's screwed now. It's like, well, the Packers are always playing the Bears, who stink. So if someone on the other team does the belt, chances are they're probably going to win. Well, because Jam- the Bears stink. Jamal Adams did it, and then he got That's toasted. Right. So The Seahawks also stink, and so does Jamal Adams. But him specifically, uh, yes. I do kind of believe there's something there. I just, how can you have that little awareness of what not to say. If there's one thing Bill Belichick and Nick Saban are the best at is whenever someone asks a question that could be probing towards bulletin board material, they go out of their way to compliment the opponents, which in this business is quite intelligent when you are going up against a team that you are like, you're, you're physically going against them on the football field, right? This isn't some MOB pitcher saying, Oh, I'm going to shut them down. Right? Like a bulletin board material for hitters, that's different than for yeah. a defensive lineman who's going to be trying to destroy your quarterback. Gladiator sport. Yeah. yeah, some coaches, I think the best coaches are very good at doing press conferences and not giving bulletin board material. I remember in high school, I might have told you the story before. What, you but, were playing Minecraft? <laughs> no, this was, this is in between my Minecraft sessions. I did radio for the football team my senior year, and I'd talk with the coach, you know, here and there you know, to get ready for a broadcast or whatever. Legendary coach, Joe Labuda, five state titles. And I'd ask him about like Chippewa Falls. Like, ah, what's this team good at? And he'd say like, oh, they got an NFL sized offensive line. Like, wait a minute. I don't, I doubt that. But like, he would go out of his way to praise the opponent, right? To make it seem like the, 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 the opponent is better than us. Oh my God, we're lucky if we don't get smoked. And you just build up the psyche of your team and the, the narrative around the game right, to be a little bit more balanced and you don't get stories like this. Rogers saw this five minutes after it happened. Rogers lives on Twitter. And I know he says he doesn't, but he he does. He saw this instantly and he probably bookmarked it, probably printed it off. Yep. And Matt LaFleur, again, uh, I believe undefeated after a loss in the regular season. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. I need to go back and find the exact stat. Terrific after a loss. The pack or the Packers themselves, excuse me, have won 11 straight after a loss in the regular season, not counting playoffs, even though I guess when you go back, the Packers have lost three straight. 
uh, even though the Week 17 one is is quite <laughs> weird. But Rodgers against the Bears on Sunday Night Football, 23 touchdowns, zero picks. Packers 22 and two at Lambeau since 2019. Rodgers himself 20 and seven against the spread against the Bears. The spread this uh, Sunday is 10 points. Rodgers in the 11 games after a loss, uh, the last 11, 26 touchdowns, one pick. So uh, it's a tough bear to poke. It's a very large one. It's it's physically imposing. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to the phones quick. Line one. You're on the Bill Michael Show. Who do we got? Hello. How are we looking? Going once. All right. We will get back to that uh, quickly. Brian Baumgartner, actor from The Office. What role did he play, Grant? I don't know The Office well. Kevin Malone, accountant. Kevin, Kevin from The Office, noted golfer, uh, had this to say on Good Morning Football about his Green Bay Packers. Packers, <laughs> 0-1, crushed by the Vikings. Your thoughts? You guys are such overreactors. I mean, this is the biggest cliche in all of sports head talk, television, radio, whatever. Guys, have you not have you not read your history books? What Once. are you talking about? Last year against the Saints, a dismal performance yep. with with really no excuses. This year, Boxiari is out. Mm-hmm. Jenkinson out is out. If not their two best, certainly their two most experienced offensive linemen and and their number one wide receiver yep. Lazard. I expect a huge game mm-hmm. this week. If there's a problem this week, mm-hmm. then you can talk all you want. But <laughs> you have been wasting your breath this week. There he is, Brian Baumgartner of the Office. Grant, I want to get to your uh, analogy in a second. I mean, he is right, objectively. The offensive line was not full strength. Alan Lazard did not play. The Vikings had a new coach, a lot of juice on the team, new schemes. Uh, The Packers also, obviously, no preseason for the starters. So you kind of saw that in the secondary, at least. He is completely right. I will just, it's hard to compare directly the Vikings game and the Saints game from last year. Because the Saints game, no excuses. And they laid an egg, but they had, as we saw, you know, the talent on offense and defense as well to turn it around and get the one seed. This team still has the talent on defense. They still have the talent on offense, but it's different on the offensive side of the ball. So it's the comparison in general is just hard. Yeah, I don't know if you can compare last year to this year. There's a lot of similarities. Head coach is the same, quarterback's the same. I look at it this way, seeing we're talking about Brian Baumgartner and the office. Think of it this way. You watch a TV show like The Office for six seasons, right? It's a great show. But the first episode always stinks. Always. You just started to learn that that's the case. Eh, it takes a couple of episodes for every season to take off. And then maybe in the seventh season, you know, John Krasinski leaves the show. No more Jim or no more Dwight. And then the first episode stinks again. You're like, oh, this happens every year. Yeah, but, you know, also Jim's not on the show now. You know, we'll have to see how it picks up over the course of a season without Jim or without Dwight. Now, I think the Michael Scott of the office, Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, is still there. So you still have, like, this big foundational piece that we've had throughout the years. But the team is fundamentally different, right? You have to write the show differently without Jim or Dwight. You have different storylines. The love interest isn't there because the Jim and Pam thing is gone. So without Devontae Adams, (laughs) the recovery and the adjustment from week one moving forward is going to be Oh, it's such a stupid analogy, but it makes so much sense. Uh, which I, I think I hate myself. It's the same with the psychedelics thing earlier. It's like I'm right, but I 
I don't always enjoy it. I sound like an idiot, but I'm right. I 100%. And in this sense, Rodgers is uh, Michael Scott. And it's one of those deals where they have to find new jokes. They have to find new ways to set up other people on the show for new jokes. Or, or with Brian Baumgartner, if you watch The Office, over later seasons, Kevin's role becomes way bigger. They lean into some of the characters that were more side characters early on. And the Packers are going to have to do that, too. Like, Al Lazard might be the the Kevin Millard. Ugh. Or not Kevin Millard. I, Kevin Millard's my coworker on WKTY. Kevin Malone. I was like, that, that's not right. Is... Right? So maybe the Packers, like The Office, they lean into some of the side characters that have been there for a few years, but they haven't played big instrumental roles. But the writer is still there. I will note, a lot of this mm-hmm. goes back to LaFleur. A lot of it goes back to the writer of the show. What can you do to set up whatever new cast to succeed? And even if the first episode starts slow, there's still ample time to still make it a terrific show. You just, you got to go do it. You got to adjust things. Probably uh, the game plan, the approach has to change all that good stuff. What a ridiculously stupid analogy, but it makes so much sense. I can build on slightly more if you'd like. You could do that. Uh, We have uh, Hector on hold. Oh, I'll give me 30 seconds. Kevin Malone has talked, I think it was on Pardon My Take, about how when the show was getting started, they would come in at the beginning of every day and just sit and pretend to work in the office for 30 minutes. And the camera crew would just walk around and get B-roll, and that's kind of how they they learned to just seem like they'd been working there forever. Maybe that's the preseason. Maybe we did skip that portion, right? We, we didn't do any method acting. We just showed up, put on some office clothes, and expected to come across like a paper salesman. It's hard if you haven't at least pretended to be a paper salesman before. Which is good because noted injuries can happen at the desk, including <laughs> paper cuts, stapling, yeah. and yeah. dropping uh, coffee spills on your chest, you know? Yeah. There are, there are things that can happen, so you avoided all of that while also yeah, maybe man. not having the, the adequate B-roll. Ridiculous. That's probably enough. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> Hector, what's up? Hey, guys. Um, the... It was a couple callers back who was um, talking about you guys and you're overreacting and stuff. We only have one week to go off of, so unless he's brand new to listening to talk radio, um, that's all you you can go off of. So based off of the first week, the fact that Rogers made the comments that he did about how he himself isn't going to change how he does things, uh, I don't know. I will. Um, preface this by saying I'm not a primary Packer fan. I am a Ravens fan. Um, and our, so our quarterback knows how to treat people. Um, Karen Rogers is difficult to work with. <laughs> Whoa, so Hector, it, you just say you just slipped that in there and, and yeah, just tried to keep casual. going. Uh, yeah, sorry. No, um, no it's but, okay. I just had to acknowledge that direct shot. Continue. Yeah. There's, there's different ways about it. If Rodgers isn't going to, I guess, change the way he plays the game, then, like you said, they need to formulate stuff around it. Watching the first game of the season last Thursday night, Josh Allen was getting rid of the ball in less than two seconds on most of his snaps. And watching him play like that, getting, letting the – there was times watching the Packer game where they could have done that because the Vikings defense – wasn't getting set right away on some of these plays. And he just, they stay in the huddle till there's 10 seconds left on the play clock, or he's waiting for everyone to settle down. Like the, the Aaron Rodgers that I'm used to watching, like with my in-laws and stuff, like he's getting to a player to every single game where 
he's getting them getting like a free play because they had 12 men on the field or someone jumped the snap, something like that. And it just doesn't seem like he's all there with it. And you can blame the young receivers and whatnot, but it is also a business. And he uh, cried so much in the off season to have Randall Cobb and to do this and to do that. Like there's plenty of receivers, OBJ, Will Fuller that are out there that they could go get if he really wants a veteran. But as when it all comes down to like X's and O's, he's got to be able to make the plays regardless of if the receiver is a rookie or if they've been in the league for 10 years. So I think he's got plenty of excuses, but you know what they say about excuses and, and, and rear ends. I got you. Appreciate the phone call, man. 877-867-1670. Grant, hopefully Lazard is that guy when it comes to like when the bills were playing the Rams, Aaron Donald's there, you want the ball out or you will be crushed. Yeah, as you know, most teams who go against great fronts do. Hopefully Lazard is that guy for this offense where when they're facing a dominant front or if the line is struggling or just in general, the ball could be out quick to somebody. Hopefully Lazard fills that role. But yeah, that's that's something I'm confident they will get going. Like Matt LaFleur is a great offensive mind and Rodgers is Rodgers. They'll figure it out. It's just I need to see it. Well, Lazard understands the why. So that makes me feel better about (laughs) Sunday night. He understands the why the ball can come out. We can throw it to him early. The other guys, not so much, but Alan Lazard, we can, I think Alan Lazard, I look, was it Hector who called in? Who, oh, uh, Brian Baumgartner, who we were just listening to. I thought we glossed over his point a little bit where he's like, guys, they were without their two best offensive linemen and their number one wide receiver. And because Devonte Adams is left, we didn't really focus on the absence of Lazard. That's a big deal or that's a huge deal. And sorry, I got him and Hector confused. Our callers might as well be uh, actors on The Office because they're so great at communicating their points. It all runs together. But and then we glossed over that a little bit. Getting Al Lazard back should be huge. Should be huge. I do. Yes. I do really hope he's on the field all year. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. That's another thing I think Packers fans tend to just gloss over is Lazard does get hurt a lot. He's missed a lot of time over the years. Yeah. So we shall see Sunday night Packers bears coming up next grant. We're going to step away here. Take a quick break. NFL picks for week two. Bill has sent me his. I have my three picks. I'll tell you how we did last week and grant might chime in. If we're so lucky that is coming up next. It's the bill Michael show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the bill Michael show on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network. Welcome back. Bill Michaels show. Ben Kenny Grant Bills on this Thursday coming up five o'clock on several of these same stations as well as MadCitySportsZone.com and the Zone app. Kenny and Heilprin, myself, Zach Heilprin, talking Badger football live from Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. Come on by, hang out. Talking about the disappointing loss, obviously, but looking forward to the rest of the season. That is going on tonight. Coming up here at 1 o'clock, we're going to hear what Matt LaFleur had to say to the media today. Injury updates and all that good stuff. Grant, so... Bill and I started picks uh, this NFL season, and we're doing it on Thursdays, given that Thursday night football uh, obviously kicks off. Then we both went one and two week one. Uh, I hit on the Steelers. I missed on the Eagles, and I 
I forget the third one I missed on. It was it was one of those I was one and two, but I should have been three and zero oh kind of days. If you know what that feels like, Bill. Meanwhile, a lot of wins turn to losses in like a split second in that noon slate. That was, that was a tough day. Of correct. Betting. And the Steelers won outright. I think I should get more credit for that. Uh, Bill addicted to road favorites, which uh, led him to a one and two record. The Bills winning on Thursday did start him off strong. So we're both one and two after week one. My slate for this weekend hit me. Usually I like the old one team is a horrible loss week one. So I bet the opposite the next week because markets overcorrect when often somewhere in the middle is where the team actually is for that reason. Titans plus 10 at the bills. They're on the road. Buffalo looked unstoppable on national television. Nevertheless, and the Titans dropped a game to the giants. That's just one of those perfect, uh, perfect recipes for, it's going to be closer than 10 points in this game. So you're betting the the rust, not the rest of the Bills who are coming off a week and a half. Yes, I am I am betting the opposite of what happened last week when sure. both when both teams have big emotional win, horrible loss at home to the Giants uh for the like Titans. That. So that's number 1, Titans plus 10 at the Bills. I'm taking the Vikings on Monday night football plus 2 in Philadelphia. I don't know how the Eagles pressure Kirk Cousins, and therefore I don't know how they stop Justin Jefferson until someone can prove that they can, uh, and until the Eagles can prove that they can rush the passer. I like the Vikings in that game. I think people are too the Eagles. I don't like it. I really kind of like they're probably going to win the division because the Cowboys lost Dak and the Giants and Commanders are not very good. But just in general, like I. I'm not all the way. I'm more in on the Vikings this year than I am the Eagles. So plus okay. two on the road, Monday night, Philly, tough place to play. I get it. And the next one, the Detroit lions have not been a favorite for 24 football games. This is the first time they are a favorite. They are at home against the Washington commanders commanders. Yep. Good win against the Jaguars, despite Carson Wentz doing the most he could to throw that game away there in the third quarter. The Lions, meanwhile, looked good against Philly, but just could not stop Jalen Hurts and lost as a result. I'm taking Detroit minus one and a half at home against Washington. I'm riding uh, my Lions, if you will, uh, the darlings of the world after hard knocks. So Vikings, Titans, and Detroit are my three picks. Bill is taking, meanwhile, the Ravens minus three and a half. He has the Broncos minus 10 and Grant Bills, the Bears plus 10 in green Bay. Well, look, you can bet against the Packers at Lambeau versus the bears on Sunday night football. I have 10 years of precedent to, to tell me that this should be an ass kicking. Yep. And we've spent the last two and a half hours talking about how we don't really love what the Packers are doing right now, but bold bill. I respect it. It's also, yeah, I think the Packers cover sitting here today. Uh, my thoughts long-term on how the offense progresses throughout the year does not have anything to do with me thinking the Packers will in any way fall flat on Sunday against the bears and a bears player saying that they're going to win the game. Uh, do you have any numbers that stick out to you before we move on through the rest of the show? I have three bets. Uh, my first one, I'm going opposite with you. I know it seems dumb, but give me the point and a half with the commanders to win in Detroit. I think Detroit's riding a little high. They're feeling themselves. And I'm going to take the commanders plus today 
No DeAndre Swift, no Jonah Jackson, no Frank Ragnow at practice. That's Ooh, significant. That's not good. So I'll, I'll take Carson Wentz, who looked very good. The mainstream media does not want you to know about it, but Carson Wentz looked very good in week one. Can so I say something? Commanders plus a point and a half. Quickly, Commanders, yeah. there are three guarantees in life. There are actually many, but three of them are death, taxes, and Carson Wentz back-breaking turnovers on the road. Just keep hey. that in mind. He can turn the ball over four times as long as he loses by less than a point and a half. I'm I'm fine with it. I don't have to like Carson Wentz. The other game that I like, again, we're selling a team high or, you know, buying a team low, depending on how you want to look at it. Panthers are getting two points in the Meadowlands. The Giants suck. They might have won last week, but they stink. They are bad. So I'll take Baker Mayfield, who's the better quarterback. I'll just take what I believe to be the better team plus two. If you give me the better quarterback and the points, I'll take it. So Panthers and two points in the Meadowlands. <laughs> that is, and then my third bet is... Quickly, that sorry, is such that. a coward take. Give me the what? better quarterback getting points on the road. Listen, I, I do the quarterback face bracket before every playoffs. I like Baker Mayfield over Daniel Jones. Panthers plus two and a half. Look, everyone's down on the Panthers. Panthers should have won last week. I'll just take the Panthers and the points. And if they lose, I'll live with that. My final bet is a prop. And it is tonight, Patrick Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns at plus 105. Uh, May I share with you a statistic of Patrick Mahomes in September? He has 14 career games in September, 46 touchdowns, three interceptions. He has won 12 of 14 games in September. Andy Reid is a wizard. And I don't know that the Chargers are going to stop him tonight. So you should bet Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns every week until the line makes you lay so much money you can no longer bet it. I like that. I'm excited for tonight, man. I mean, uh, yes, you get yes. the Chargers defensive line with Bosa and Mack. A lot of the moves they made on defense just in general. Going up against a Tyreek Hill-less offense that looked unstoppable week one, albeit against a bad Cardinals defense. And then on the other side, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, the absolute top of the top of quarterback play, just viewing-wise. Like, it's insane. Yes. I would argue I, the second in that best viewing of quarterback play Justin Herbert and he's on the other yeah. sideline yes this game's gonna be a blast this has best game of the year potential which I know is wild for week one but typically the universe throws us a bone like Monday night football had no business being that good and the universe is like eh, it's week one Monday night football debut we'll let it happen right I get a similar sense that something like that could happen tonight the universe threw us a bone because Joe Buck was calling the game I love Joe Buck Oh, my God. I hate how much this state hates your book. Uh, a betting nugget for tonight. Just my thought. You don't have to listen to me. In fact, you probably shouldn't. If you like the Chiefs, bet them to cover the four. Get the better odds. Don't take the money line. The Chargers don't have a wide receiver one tonight. And, and Staley just will go for it until his team is down by 30. Staley has no interest in kicking a field goal to keep a game close. That's not what he does. Also, the Chiefs are without their field goal kicker. So a little positive variance for the Chiefs, and they're up 14 instead of up 10 or up 7. So if you like the Chiefs tonight and you want to bet this game, just take them to cover the four or whatever the number is because you'll get a better number, you'll get a better price than you will be on the money line. Chiefs safety Justin Reed kicking extra points and booming kickoffs through the end zone last week against the Cardinals is not getting enough national run. That is one of the most impressive things I have ever seen. Mm Mm-hmm. There are some teams that cannot make an extra point for their life. The Packers last year, uh, kind of, at, at times. Meanwhile, you have block for them. a safety came in and was money as a kicker. Like That's unbelievable. I feel like more teams should just 
bring in their backup left guard and just have that guy toe bomb the kickoff. Just kick it into the first row. Well, you don't want to let nerds get a hold of the sport or else kickers <laughs> won't even exist. That, that is um, true to a degree, I guess. But that's what we're going to see with Staley tonight. Staley is Staley is a coach who will do what he can to win. He doesn't care how it looks. So if his team is down 10, he's not going to kick a field goal to draw within seven or six. He's going to go for it. And if it goes south, that means the margin is going to be greater than it would be if there was a more you know, cautious coach. So again, if you want to bet tonight and you like the Chiefs, just bet them to cover. All right, 877-867-1670. We could take your calls coming up in a little bit. We're going to step away, take a quick break coming up at 1 o'clock, Matt LaFleur's press conference, as well as much more. There is audio I need to play for the people. Iowa football is getting clowned nationally, and I know it doesn't have to do with the NFL, doesn't have to do with the Packers. It's very close to my heart. I think everybody will enjoy what they hear. We'll get to that coming up in the 1 o'clock hour as well. That is Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. It's the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers got some good news. Wide receiver Alan Lazard is back after suffering an ankle injury in practice a few weeks ago. Lazard asked about what his expectations are despite missing the first game of the season. I felt very positive, very strong about my ability, and still do about you know the rest of the year going forward and everything. But, you know, obviously, just a little mishap and kind of get back on the tracks from here on. Rookie Christian Watson on what was said in meetings with the coaches after losing to the Vikings in Minnesota. There was a bunch of positives from the game. Um, you know, a bunch of things I can take away and kind of, you know, use going forward. And obviously, you know, there's the negatives as, as well. But, you know, I feel like, you know, it was my first one. You know, kind of got that one out the way. And, you know, hopefully you know, those, you know, first game jitters and, you know, all those uh, all those nerves are gone now and I can just go out there and play fast. Aaron Rodgers on how he's trying to connect with young receivers like Watson and Romeo Dobbs. For the most part, the best thing to do is off to the side, in the cafeteria, in the locker room, in a meeting room, put your arm around a guy and say, hey, look, this is what we need from you. Next time this comes up, I really need you to be thinking this when you break the huddle and this when you get the line of scrimmage and get this look at the snap of the ball and make this reaction. The most important thing for a jump to happen is to not repeat the same mistake twice. That's Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back, Bill Michaels Show. At Wisco Grant on Twitter, that is Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny at Ben Z Kenny. My show with Zach Heilbrand talking Badger football coming up tonight. Five to six from Monks and Sun Prairie, heard on several of these same stations. Also available in podcast form, as it always is. Uh, I have had a request, Grant, for where they could find your work more. That is the Wisco Sports Show. In Madison, mm. Lacrosse, and Eau Claire, and Eau Claire—that's what I thought. Worldwide, and available as a podcast as well. So that's that's where you find Mr. Grant. In terms of us, we're we're on when Bill's off. That's it. Yeah, that's what we do. So we'll be back tomorrow, uh, talking about Packers Bears, previewing the game, getting into what I what Lazard's return means, uh, what the rest of of the team will look like. Matt Lafleur met with the media. We're going to hear those comments coming up here in a couple minutes. Matt Schneiderman of The Athletic did just tweet out, 
David Bakhtiari, uh, as I read, LaFleur, you'll hear this, talks about Bakhtiari, says they're going to be on days and off days. That is normal, not a setback. Matt Schneiderman tweets out, David Bakhtiari is not practicing today, and LaFleur said it would be a planned one. John Runyon Jr., concussion, uh, and Mercedes Lewis, uh, veteran rest day, also not practicing. Alan Lazard and Elton Jenkins, though, practicing again. So big, big news there. You really want to get Runyon back, though Zach Tom looked terrific when he replaced him. The Lazard news is huge. The Jenkins news is bigger than anything else because yeah, yes. it, it bolsters not only that position, but the positions around. So good stuff coming out of Packers injury report. I'll go give a check on the Bears injury report as well and see where they stand. But well, I've when- been looking at the Lions injury report, so I got that one covered. Good to know. Uh, you are I'm all over. I'm a Swift owner, so I have to be on top of these things. Your Detroit Lions. When we return, they're actually my Detroit Lions. When we return. Our Detroit Lions. Matt LaFleur met with the media. We will hear what he had to say. Injury updates, all of that good stuff. That is next. He's Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. It is the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.